Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read it too many times to count, but now we're reading it together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight Saga. Welcome to Twilight. <laughs> yeah, the only thing about losing that is that, because I deleted that audio and I'm so sad. Oh. I missed the welcome to, I, oh, I should have just kept that audio. Because that is really funny. <laughs> Welcome to Twilight, a journey through the unbidden. <laughs> what up, council? <laughs> Hello. We out here. I feel... Doing stuff. I feel insane. I didn't get enough sleep last night, which is why I was napping right before we started recording this. And Honestly, I still valid, IDK. feel not... Not all there. I feel like I'm not all here. I'm I'm somewhere else. I feel like I usually feel not all there, so I'm like, I get that. I'm on your uh, level. Yeah. I have, like, I have a master class tonight at 9 p.m. Oh. After we record this. Oh, my God. So, uh, kill me. Uh, <laughs> but it'll be fine, I think, probably. I feel like I, like became my former college student self last night because I just stayed up too late playing video games and Were I Were you was playing stupid. Horizon or Yeah, I was. <laughs> it was a really cool part of the main plot and I was just like, I'll just finish this quest and then I'll go to bed and then it was after one AM and I was like, What have I done? Yeah, when I, I like I feel I'm glad that we're on the same page there where like I am in college and I find like being up past 1 a.m. on a weeknight to be like no (laughs) and it's really funny because a lot of people uh around me are like you're crazy (laughs) for sleeping because like I I told people like yeah my normal like when I try to get to sleep on a weeknight is like 11 30 and they're like what the fuck and I'm like yeah i'm just normal idk sorry your sleep is garbage maybe that's why you're so pissy hello (laughs) that's not directed at anyone that's just you know maybe college students are miserable because they don't sleep idk yeah maybe so um yeah i'm i'm just old and my old ways don't work anymore i used to stay up so late all the time and now i'm like oh no it's past 1 a.m what have i done and i ruined myself for the whole day that's hilarious because I'm I'm the exact same and I am just like I am I am I am like eight years younger than you and I am still the same. Only seven, please. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to count, so <laughs> famously can't do simple addition and subtraction. Wow, so true. I really couldn't do that today, which is normally something I have to do at work. And I was like, I can't <laughs> I can't I can't numbers. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing is that, like, I mean, it's obvious when you have to wake up at a certain time, that's one thing. But my brain is just so programmed to the way I and time I wake up that if I sleep too late, if I don't have anything, because I don't have anything before, like, 1245 usually. Oh, my God. I usually do my homework in the mornings, which is nice. Um, Yeah. But, like, if if I were another person, I could sleep that time. Like in that in that time, I can't yeah. do that. I will wake up at around eight thirty, no matter what. Like the latest I'll wake up is like nine thirty. Yeah. I had a dream the other day that I woke up at ten, and then I woke up at eight <laughs> fifteen. 
It was stupid. See, that's, that literally is like, it's so clear that one difference between us because for me, the, oh no, I stayed up till 1am is nothing like, oh shit, like I'm so fucked because like I should not sleep at this time. It's, I have to get up for work in the morning regardless of what time I stay up to. Cause like last weekend I stood up to like three in the morning for no reason, just watching like critical role Mm -hmm. and I just like slept until noon and I was like, all right, no problem. Yeah. I can't do that. Like even on weekends, it kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Cause like, I mean, I'm in college. A lot of my friends, like, on weekends will stay up dummy late. And I, for a little bit in, like, the fall semester I did that, like, we were doing, like, 4 a.m. on weekends. Oh. Yeah, very, very college. <laughs> but now I'm, like, I usually tap out around 1.30. Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on Honestly, the probably healthier in the long run. I agree. By the way, did I tell you that not last weekend, but the weekend before that, I blacked out for the first time? <gasps> no. <laughs> I did. It was horrible. You're always saying how you can't get too drunk because you're always so afraid of throwing up. Throwing up is the worst and it ruins your night. So like, hello. Wow. Yeah, congratulations. Crazy. Okay. So I did. <laughs> okay. So I'd never blacked out before, but I had thrown up a lot. A lot. Mm. Like three times. <laughs> and like in those times, I can remember pretty much all of it. I think yeah. there is... It's possible that I've, like, minorly blacked out or, like, browned out in some of those times because, like, I don't remember for how long I was throwing up. Um, right. But it's, I still counted as, like, remembering everything because I can remember how disgusting it felt to vomit. So, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but the other weekend, I do not remember, like, from 1245 to, like, 2. <laughs> oh, I remember wow. – yeah, I, like, because I remember take I, I, I went back and I did, like, research <laughs> in my photos. Because <laughs> there was this photo, there were these photos that I took with people at, like, 1245 So you were having a, a hangover moment. <laughs> I, I was. It was great. I, I, I was going, I saw a picture that I took at 1245, and it was, like, selfies with me and my friend. Then apparently I went and sat on a couch for a long time. <laughs> My friend came. I don't remember him ever being at the party. <laughs> That's amazing. But apparently I took a video with him at 1.30 and saved it to my phone and sent it to someone on Snapchat. So that's oh terrifying. That's <laughs> Luckily so it was funny. like a fine, like I wouldn't do anything that I would really like regret <laughs> the next day. Uh-huh. But so yeah, and then pretty much remember like walking back home. I don't really remember like, leaving to go home I just remember kind of being like outside on the way home being like I got a blast um (laughs) and getting in bed my here's the thing oh and then my boyfriend came back like kind of after me he also blacked out hard and so I have this like memory of this one moment at like probably like 2 2 30 a.m when we're like in bed ish where mm. we're getting, I don't even know. I just had this like feeling of, oh my god, I am so fucked up right now, and Reese is so <laughs> fucked up right now. I can't help him if he like starts throwing up. And yeah. oh, oh no! If I start, he can't help me if I start throwing up. Oh no! This is really bad. <laughs> Luckily, we both just passed. The you fuck survived. Out. Like. It was kind of, like, that was the first time that I've 
been too drunk to do my skincare. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, and we just woke up with like massive hangovers. So Jesus, it's okay. We lived. We were That's like dead fun. the entirety of Sunday. Uh, but it's been like a week and a half. We bounced back. <laughs> yeah. But I that was like sort of thing where I was like, hmm, I need to drink less. <laughs> That was your moment. I'm actually having a party, uh, not this week, but next week. OMG. Uh, with a bunch of people from work. Uh, they're all coming Let over. Let me in. I'm on Liv's spring break next week. Oh my God. Come over. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about <laughs> Twilight? Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I think it'd be fun. So we read chapter seven, Unhappy Ending. Um, and we learned a lot about Rosalie and why she is quote-unquote, like that. <laughs> so true. We really did. Uh, I literally love this chapter, though. It's No, it's a good chapter. So, yeah, what we start off with after Rosalie comes into the room, she's like, hey, just want to tell you, like, my little story so you can understand why I don't like you. <laughs> I also um, find it interesting that she is like, I waited till Edward wasn't there because he so rarely leaves her alone. And I think it's probably because she sort of wants some privacy to do it. Yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. she knows that, like, Edward would, like, listen. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's interesting that she waits until now. But I think it's a good And there's, choice. like, a certain level of, like, protectiveness from him. Like, I know he, like, he can read all of Rosalie's thoughts. But, like, I don't know. I guess he's like, you know, I don't want to subject Bella to, like, her harsh opinions and stuff, which as she says, because she's like, she was jealous of Bella and like hated her because Edward was interested in her. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. The other <laughs> thing Rosalie. is that maybe Rosalie doesn't want, I mean, I suppose Edward can read her thoughts necessarily, but like she doesn't want him hearing about how much she despised him <laughs> and how yeah. mean he was to her. Yeah. So, um, so Yeah. Rosalie, we learn, is from the Great Depression era, though you wouldn't have been able to tell if you looked at her life because it was perfect in every way. And her dad worked at a bank. She was beautiful. And she learned very quickly from her so hardworking father <laughs> that it was other people's own fault if they like were down on their luck during the Great Depression <laughs> of the 1930s. During the literal Great Depression. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a very interesting thing that is brought up in terms of like class here uh because yeah he her father sees it all as he was had this talent and he had this hard work and she's like looking back on it I'm like no that was a lot of luck and that was a lot of being in the right place at the right time and having connections uh and -hmm. the other thing is that like I mean and and Stephanie Meyer wouldn't talk about this but like (laughs) If we're going on the idea that her family's white, like, they're also white, and they have way more opportunities, and, uh, like, the Great Depression hit black communities a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh... Congratulations on being born white and blonde. Like, congrats, you have blue eyes. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) But, yeah. But for real, that's, like, definitely a huge part of it. It's just, Um, like, it's frustrating. Rochester. Oh, yeah, literally. It's yeah. frustrating, but not surprising that Stephanie Meyer doesn't note the race implications as well. Yeah. Because as we know, she's a fucking racist and we hate that and we hate her. <laughs> yeah. 
So. To her, black people don't exist. I'm still like, oh my god, they literally tried to like make the Cullens more diverse. And she's like, uh, no, they're all white. They have to have beautiful white skin. Otherwise, they're not beautiful, is basically what she was saying. Which is insanity. Um, and Which is insanity, because the hottest vampires run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's just fucked up. I don't know. I think most of the cast is good. That being said, yeah. I think it would have just been better overall if it was just a diverse cast because especially because it was like an indie filmmaker at first or like more indie and they yeah, yeah. were actually going for getting as many like diverse people as possible. They were. Like that's what they that's the whole reason that like response even came up is cuz they're like we want to make this diverse and she's like absolutely not. Insane. Uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we hate that and we also as much as we love Laurent we also hate that she makes like the one black character an evil vampire so yeah the other thing actually with uh, regard to um, Edward is the fact that she like she's like oh have you heard my story before and Bella says Edward mentioned it briefly just like you know you were engaged didn't end well or something blah, 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 you're not, you weren't happy to, to be changed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, Edward was really nice about it. Here's the real story. Yeah. And she's like, has a moment, though, of being, like, impressed that Edward doesn't just share all of the inner thoughts that he hears. And Bella's like, well, yeah, I think because he, like, he can't control hearing your thoughts, he doesn't think it's fair to, like, expose them when you didn't choose to share those. So, you know. Yeah. Some points for him. It's true. He doesn't just expose everybody else's thinking all the time. Yeah, and we do have the, she, Bella sees it as, it was explained to her as, it was sort of like what almost could have happened to her in Port Angeles. Yeah. there was no one to save Rosalie. Yeah. Which, again, like, I'm very interested to see if that comes up in Midnight Sun. Like, because that that happened in the first book, right? (laughs) I'm insane. Yeah, okay, it does. It does happen in the second book. book. He leaves. Yeah, speaking of whether or not something happens in the first book. Is Edward I there? Did just, or is it a ghost Edward? I did, I did just rewatch Twilight again on Sunday <laughs> night. So true. I can't stop. I can never stop. You shouldn't. I will never stop. You shouldn't. We should all be watching Twilight always. Uh, you can quote me on that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see if that comes up in like his thinking in that time. Yeah. Since, we, since I now have this sort of idea of it like i get it more yeah yeah. (laughs) and i get why he does the way he does yep i'm excited to read midnight sun with you oh my god me too that'll be fun okay so basically so rosalie hill she's beautiful she uh was also she knew she was pretty and she liked that she was pretty and she liked she loved all the attention that she got attention uh which you know, she looks back on it and she's like, you are so dumb. But, like, she mm-hmm. liked that men's eyes watched her from the year she turned 12. Oh, so, yeah. like, the sexualization of children, uh, especially girls who, like, start growing boobs and, like, yep. a shape when they're still absolutely oh children. Oh, my God. She has, a, she has a figure. Now I can stare at her and think sexy thoughts. It's creepy Ew. as fuck. Um Ew. So, it's, again, it's interesting that that's noted here. Again, poor Rosalie. Like, that's what I think. I don't think, like, oh, like, she's so vain, which she was, but also there's a degree of, like, I don't know, like, 
it just sucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's this beautiful girl, and all she was ever taken for was, like, something to be stared at, a trophy, and a prize. Yeah, and it's like, it, yeah, it's, I think there's obviously, of course, space to say she was very vain, and that's really annoying, yeah. but at the same time, understand that it's like this internalized misogyny and this extreme yes. sexism to her being seen as a trophy wife to be given yeah. to someone for the purpose of, of social climbing. Yeah. And like even she even says in this chapter that she now sees like her own beauty as sort of a curse because it didn't allow her to search for love. It made her search for being wanted as a prize. Like even she was like, Oh, this is everything I aspire to be. She didn't think she could have more. Right. Um, so yeah, she has a, a friend, um, Vera. Yes. Who gets married very early at age Which 17. Which is insane, but I... Uh, it is insane. I guess it might be a little bit... But it still feels insane. I mean, she does say it was very early. Mm-hmm. So at least there's that acknowledgement. To a carpenter, and Rosalie's like, I would never do that. But then they have a baby boy with dimples and curly black hair, and she's like, oh my god, this is the only thing I want in the whole world. I want a cute, chubby little baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> how can I get that? She's like, how do I like, get wow. the baby? <laughs> I would like to see the baby. <laughs> she meets Royce because he's starting to take over his father's bank. And that's where Rosalie's father works. And they find out that he's been like shadowing on the job and stuff. So her mother is like, oh my God, silly me. I forgot your dad's lunch. Can you go bring it to him? And of course, because Royce is there, they're basically just setting her up with it. And she's like, yay, he noticed me. And they like court for two months and then get engaged. Yeah. And he also sends her roses pretty much every every night of the courtship. He sent a bouquet of roses, which, okay. (laughs) Like, because her name's Rosalie. I get it. Ah. And then he says she has eyes like violets. And then violets start showing up with the roses. Yeah. And so, like, again, this sort of continues. She is getting material things for this courtship. And it's not really necessarily yeah. an emotion. Uh, yep. like she didn't know him for very long. She thought he was handsome. Her parents and approved he'd be of him. And a great and he had social money. climb, yeah, because his family owns the freaking bank. So yeah, that's all it is. And he also, and she, like, she also says she is never really alone with him. Because, yeah, because he wants everybody to see her on his arm. Right. And so there was a lot and of parties even, and stuff like that. Yeah. And she liked it because, you know, she likes being seen, and also she knows yeah. that because he is from the family he's from every door is open to her and she can like yeah again like climb the social ladder yeah and she'll have that beautiful house where she can raise her babies she'll have a cook she doesn't need to worry about things she'll have a cleaner it'll be the most idyllic lifestyle with a giant lawn and a garden and all that little white picket fence stuff um and it's interesting she visits so she visits her friend vera and um the one thing that she notices of that night, and, you know, besides being obsessed with their baby, <laughs> um, I wonder, just had a thought, Rosalie would be the type to steal a baby because she gets obsessed oh with Oh my it. god, she would. <laughs> I just see it, you I know? I do, yeah. I really just see it She's for like, her. She's like, this is mine. 
I, I actually like, think that I should raise this baby better because I'm going to be rich, so <laughs> I should just take it off your hands. I would say that in another life, Rosalie, as a vampire, like, steals babies. <laughs> because, you know, I talk later about how she can't have a child of her own, and that's one thing yeah. that makes her so sad. In, uh-huh. an, in an eviler version of Rosalie, she steals She's a baby babies. Thief. She does that, like, uh, Rapunzel shit. Oh my god, she's the mother Gothel. She's literally Gothel. But like, well, wow. Gothel's hot. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Just the blonde version. Yeah. But yeah, she notices that her friend's husband always waited to see like when Rosalie wasn't looking to give her kisses and she thought like, "Oh, that's so that's so different." Like he's like shy about it. Huh. Well, not going to put, you know, not going to reflect on that at all right, right. now. I'm going to go home. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where it's like if she continued living on her normal life after that, she wouldn't think back to that moment. But because of what happens immediately following, yeah. and it's like the last kind of moment of nice human contact she has before she yeah, freaking almost dies. Um, like, it, it's that kind of thing, like, where when you go through a trauma, the sort of things that are signals of, like, yes. or related to that trauma that happened before suddenly become, like, so yeah, much like more stuck foretelling out. the doom. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, the... Uh, I, I've been listening to the, a podcast about animal attacks. Like, the people will always be like, and I noticed that this had been disturbed at the campsite, but I didn't think about it. Rosalie walks home, and she's like, it's literally, like, a 10-minute walk. That's why I didn't think to ask, like, my dad to come pick me up, even though it was dark out. And she runs into Royce and she's like, oh, that's my, that's my boo, except he's drunk. And she makes a comment in her saying, oh, he told me that he didn't really like champagne. And it was only just then that she started to realize it's because he preferred the stronger stuff. Yep. So he's drunk. He's with his buddies on the street and some friend is visiting out of town. He's like, oh, come over here. I want to get a better look at you. And he's like, yeah, come over here, Rose. Let's show you how pretty you are. And like rips off her coat, Mm -hmm. first of all. And she says that she won't get into the rest. We can add it. We can fill in the gaps here of what happened because she's left in the street in complete pain all over, just waiting to die. Yeah. So like trigger warning of (laughs) just physical abuse uh yeah. and likely sexual assault uh possibly even rape that's going to be talked about probably for the rest of this episode so just as a fyi yep. if you need to skip we'll hopefully get some timestamps in there but it might just be kind of a thing that gets discussed for the latter half of this episode so just prep for that yeah. or skip if you don't want to hear it yeah i think for a, a, you know a lot of people many of our listeners have read twilight already before so they probably know what to expect but either way we'll put it in the description at least just a a general episode trigger warning because that's really what this is about yeah so basically yeah the guy named john is like looking at her like she's a horse he's buying and then they it's it's like snowing out right and and they tear off her hat and tear off her coat. I think it was raining. It's raining because she's saying like it's it's like April, but it was like cold. Okay, so it's like season. a cold rain. Yeah. Rips off the coat, rips off the hat, which like because it was pinned, pinned in with her a hair. Hat pin, it pulls her hair out of her scalp. Yep. 
Uh, and, and she screams, and she noticed how they seemed to like it when she screamed. In pain, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, they uh, it's implied that they, like, rip her clothes off. Yeah. And, like, she's... It, she, they say that they think that she's dead, so they leave her yeah. there. Um, and, you know, they're teasing Royce about how he's going to have to find a new bride. And he'll have to learn patience first. Which is crazy. That's disgusting. Like, he'll have to, like, wait until after he's married to them to do this sort of shit to them. And also, yeah. like, have the patience to not fucking kill them and instead just, yeah. like, drag it out, I guess. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, obviously, there, there's no remorse there. There's no fear of, like, oh, shit, like, we're going to get caught. No. It's, like, this is the 1930s where a woman has been sexually assaulted, raped, left to die in the street, and the richest man in town is not going to ever be punished for it. Right. Like, yeah. why, why, why would they care? She's just some woman. Yeah. And... If there is remorse, we don't see it. Uh, no. At least in this drunken Definitely state, not. there is no remorse at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then it starts snowing while she's laying in the road, by the way. <laughs> yep. Which, like, also insane that they just simply did this out in the middle of the street at night. <sighs> like, no, it can't even be that late at night, too. Like, I can't imagine it's yeah, super it's... late. No, it's probably, like... I don't know. I mean, she said it was late and she had stayed too late, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's probably not like three in the morning or something. Right. Um, it's probably somewhere around the midnight hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe last call had happened and they're just hanging out on the street after. Right. And then it gets really cold and it starts to snow. And she's like, why? She's confused that the snow, the, the cold is bothering her so much when she's yeah, in so much like she's physical like, wow. I hurt so much. How come this is hurting too? Make it stop. Yeah. Like, ugh. And so then Carlisle finds her because he smelled the blood, which that, like, really hit me again as, like, oh, shit. They fucked her yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and, you know, again, it's still, like, vague. Like, we don't know where there is... The blood is coming the from. The blood is coming yeah. from. I would assume because Probably she's like dying a lot of yeah places. multiple places um yeah. uh but yeah because if she's if she's in such a state that she's gonna die like this has to be like really really intense Absolutely. that's the thing that's the other thing I mean, about this is that this is such and of course you know comparing trauma to trauma is never a good thing so i'm not trying to like no. be like anything's less than anything else but Raping and assaulting someone to the point of death is... Yeah. This is a truly horrific and violent crime. Yes. And, yeah, if no one had come along, she would have died. Or, like, you know, she dies-ish, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And that is obviously not as common as when it happens to people and they recover. And it's still obviously traumatic. But that is something that happens a lot more. And I think a lot of these assaulters feel a lot more comfortable doing. And so the fact that yeah. this guy who, it implies that either he is a extreme, they, these people are extremely violent and, mm-hmm. or 
this is not the first time that he has done something similar, and this is just the farthest he's taken it. Yeah. So, and and it's also just, it's just crazy that they did so much that she would have died. Like, yeah, I just like she's probably fighting back, right? And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up getting slammed into the wall or you know cracking her head on like the curb of the sidewalk in some way when they're tossing her to the ground like there's so many ways where like very easily it can escalate to like oh shit like she's like getting fucked up now and it's all yeah it's just i mean there's like what three or four guys yeah five of them five of them we know there are five right oh right (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and so and the other thing i'll say about that is that I think, uh, so they think she's dead, so they leave, which I assume means she kind of, like, goes somewhat unconscious or becomes somewhat unresponsive. But I think probably what would have killed her would be the cold and the blood loss. That seems like... Yes. You know, if she were to have... And if I'm thinking blood loss, that's why I think it's most likely that she probably, like, got her head cracked against something. Yeah, and that's why I was thinking Um, also why she's so, like, focused on it being cold. Yeah. Because when you lose a lot of blood, you start to get really cold. You start to feel cold. Yep, definitely. So that's like another thing that I, I mean, I don't know if that was intended in the the writing, but that's sort of, I picked that up as like, okay, maybe she was losing a lot of blood because it was cold and it was snowing, but also like maybe she was losing a lot of blood. And unless she like, you know, got a stab wound of some sort, it's probably like a traumatic head wound is where you're going to be losing a lot of blood a lot, like quickly. Yeah. Because they don't have, they, as far as we know, it seems like they don't have weapons. Yeah. Um, and so it seems, yeah, I would assume also a head wound and, or other wounds, but yeah, head wound is where it's going to bleed the most, the quickest. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's not like a stab wound or anything, so it's not like it can get like an artery and she dies quickly or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a very slow process for her. Exactly. It's ugh, rough. Okay, we've been yeah. lingering over this perhaps a little bit too yeah. long. <laughs> we I can just, move on, yeah. but I just wanted, there's a lot okay. of stuff to lay out and talk about. Yeah. Sheesh. So, yeah, sheesh. <laughs> so, Carlisle... Um, does come and she thinks that she's dying because of the speed that he's moving at. She's like, Oh, like there's some, like the world is rushing around me. She's, she's like, I guess I'm like, I don't know, dying or something. And then something weird happens and she feels him biting her. And she's like, now I'm really dying. And the pain instead of receding, cause she, I think she like notes something of like the pain started to feel like it was going away, which is probably another sign that she's like bleeding yeah. out and about to die. Yeah, Cause I um, think, I think it, it, she goes into a bright room and she's warmer, but she's like, Oh, yeah. thank God the pain is finally dulling. I think I'm slipping away. But then yes. something cuts at her throat, her wrists and her ankles, which is fascinating. Does he like bite her in multiple places? Yes. Very weird. Why? Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> I suppose it's like a ritual, like, not ritual, but it's like the, the routine <laughs> of how he turns people, I guess. To get more venom in, um, maybe? Yeah, to get more venom in, right? Because, I mean, she's dying super fast, apparently. Like, she's almost dead, mm-hmm. so, you know, spread it around so it doesn't have to travel <laughs> so as true. far. Uh, yeah, and then she goes into... Uh, immense pain and then a few days pass and she starts hearing conversation around her and like the first thing she hears is edward's voice going rosalie Hale, <laughs> really <laughs> which is a great way to start a relationship yeah 
I do want to... Also, I would like to note something. Oh, go ahead. Edward was posing as Esme's brother in this setup. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I, I don't have the book right in front of me, but it's like, it's really, it's noted right around when she's like waking up. She says something like, at this point in time, Edward had been posing as Esme's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting, because I'm like, that feels more realistic than being the son of a dude that's only six years older than yeah, you. Yeah, so like, yeah, I guess in that situation, it'd be like, Carlisle and Esme are together, and then <laughs> Esme's younger brother also lives <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, interesting. Uh, the other thing I wanted to know is that, like, yeah, this pain of be- becoming a vampire is horrible. She is, like, she begs Carlisle to kill her, and she then also begs Esme and Edward to kill her. Uh, uh-huh. Which is crazy, because, like, right before she was like, this is so painful and I'm dying, I hate it. <laughs> and then she has yeah. this happen, and she's like, wait, no, go back, I would like to be dead. <laughs> wait, actually, uh, can we reverse Yeah, this? rewind real quick. Yeah, so Carlisle says he couldn't just let her die, and... And he says it's too much waste. And I, I don't know what he means by that. I'm not entirely sure either. Because I think Edward even says, like, you can't save everyone. So, right. you know, it's not, you know, that'd be implying that anytime you don't turn someone who's dying into a vampire, it's a waste. Exactly. It's like, why um, is she too much waste whereas other people aren't? I mean, I guess my impression of that is because we had already heard from Edward that Carlisle had hoped Rosalie and Edward could be an right. item together. So maybe he was like, oh, it's too much of a waste. Like, she could be someone for you because they're, like, the same age. She's 18 already. Um, and she's very pretty, I will argue. And she's pretty. That's yeah. where this part gives me the ick, where it's, like, yeah. maybe because she's really hot. He's like, I couldn't waste her. I mean, look at her. You know? <laughs> and that definitely... Because I can't think of much else that it would really... Like, that makes the most sense of what it would be talking about, which is gross to me. Um, or, you know, it's such a waste for someone so young and, you know, with her whole life and never to true. die so cruelly. That's also That's also true. a flip side. And Carlisle's very compassionate, so I could see him thinking that as well. Right. Like, this is such a horrible way to go. Like, she doesn't deserve this. She should be able to, you know, Yeah, I'm going to choose to believe that. That makes me feel yeah. a lot better about Carlisle, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Me also. So, yeah. Basically, she goes through them having this argument about what to do about her. And Edward's like, what are we going to do with her? Because <laughs> he's like... Which, he's like, she's so well known. She's from the Hale family. Like, right. And she's engaged to someone from the King family. Yeah. <laughs> which is like the... like They're, they're going like, to notice loyal. her body's missing. Yeah. Carlisle is like, okay, that'll be up to her. Eventually, the pain ends for Rosalie. And the first thing she does is look in the mirror. Which is, like, so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. Who wouldn't? Like, so true. And she's like, I was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And I'm like, so true, bestie, you are. <laughs> I need the self-confidence that Rosalie has. I mean, I just picture Rosalie with bright red eyes, and I'm like, damn, so sexy. Step on me. Literally, yeah. I want the Rosalie evil baby thief AU. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then she's talking again about the curse, where she realizes that... She won't grow old. She can't have babies. Right. Uh, and she didn't even realize how much she wanted those things until they were taken away from her. Which is like... Which sucks. Very sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then she talks about her revenge, which I'm like, yes! yes! This is a girl boss moment. Literally. If I've ever seen one. Yeah, so... She's talking about how 
her record is almost pretty, as clean as Carlisle. Which is so fascinating because we get a rundown of a couple of people's like body counts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because she's killed she kills seven people. And yes. I don't even think she necessarily says she drinks from them. No, she doesn't. She just That's why she said it's them. almost as clean, because she's only killed them. She's yeah, never she's, tasted yeah. human blood. And then she says, better than Esme, a thousand times yeah. better than Edward. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Bestie, Edward, what were you doing? <laughs> I need to know. Uh, I don't know that you yet, You will right? find out. Yeah. Okay. You, I don't think so. I don't think I do I'm pretty either. sure that comes later. I feel like I remember stuff being, like, hinted at. Like, he, like, yeah. lived with other people before or for, like, a time or something like that. But don't... He left yeah. Carlisle for a time. Yeah. That's what he said. Sus as fuck. I think we find out in this book oh, gee, uh, what, so. what he was up to. Um, like, 99% sure. Lore. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this book is so good. There's so much, like, backstory stuff that, like, I'm like, oh, I needed yeah, this. Yeah, it's nice to get this, for sure. She says she's only murdered five humans, uh, and she killed Royce's friends one by one, saving him for and last. being careful not just to dramatic. spill their blood so that yeah. she wouldn't feed on them, which is uh, yeah. queen shit. <laughs> Absolutely. So she's, like, probably snapping their necks and shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then... She saves Royce for last, and he's, like, hiding in this windowless room. Like a bunker. Yeah, like a bunker guarded by men. And then she goes, oh, sorry, I did kill seven people because I had to kill the guards. Yeah, two. Yeah, I had to kill the guards. <laughs> Don't worry. It was quick. I wasn't savoring those ones. <laughs> yeah, and then she was like, I was... She wore a wedding yeah, dress. Yeah, so what she says... Uh, I'm just going to read straight from the book. She says... I yeah, was overly it. theatrical. It was kind of childish, really. I wore a wedding dress I'd stolen for the occasion. He screamed when he saw me. He screamed a lot that night. Saving him for last was a good idea. It made it easier for me to control myself to make it slower. And then she cuts off because Bella's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, I get Bella's reaction, but at the same time, yeah. queen shit. Of Rosalie to fucking I wear the it. stolen wedding dress. Oh, yes. it's so good. He would have thought that she was like a fucking vengeful ghost come back to yeah. haunt him and destroy him. I want to, I wish there, I don't know how this movie is going to go. I would love to see a full length film of just Rosalie's backstory. Oh, wow. You know what? That's the common thing is people finish these books and they go, how come nothing, like, how come these books were about Edward's life when everybody else is so much more interesting? <laughs> no, literally. Yeah, so true. They really are so much more fascinating. Like, Alice was fucking locked in an insane asylum. Yeah. What's that about? Where's that yeah, story? Yeah, I want to see it. Gimme. I'm literally, a, this is, like, the best thing ever about Rosalie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so good. It's the perfect, it's that dream revenge story, honestly. Like, I don't know. She had the power, she had the means, she had the motive, and she just fucking did it. And she's a vampire, so no one's gonna fucking do anything about it. Right. So then she talks about the main... At first, when she sees Bella, she's mostly jealous because Edward wants Bella and not her. Not in any way that she would actually want Edward, because she sees Edward as, as a brother, but because... She is so used to everyone wanting her that someone not wanting her and then 
finding someone he wants that isn't her was upsetting. Like, she wasn't upset when he, like, didn't care about anybody. Like, she was like, okay, Yeah, because she goes on to say that, like, yeah, because they... All those females in Tanya's clan, which I hate that phrasing. Yeah. All those females. Call them women. Yeah. Um, uh, happy International Women's Day, <laughs> by the way. It is the day, day of recording. recording this. <laughs> Queen shit, International Women's Day. So true. All right. Rosalie, true feminist icon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, because she's like, oh, well, he didn't show any interest in all like those women in Tanya's clan. So, like, I guess he's just like that. Maybe he's asexual. Oh, my God. Um, so then Bella comes along. She's like, I don't understand. I'm the prettiest person in the world. How come How come he wants her? I'm supposed to be the prettiest. <laughs> right. And, you know, the thing that I like about Rosalie is that she continually, she is true to herself while continually admitting faults. Like yeah, she's like she's really self aware. She says, "I'm vain enough that I mind it." Like she says that straight up, and yeah. she knows that that's not necessarily going to change. That will always be something that is part of her. She will always care a lot about her looks and be very vain about that. But she can also be like, "It was kind of dumb." <laughs> like yeah, she's like, "That's how I felt. I know it was dumb, but I felt that way, so it is what it like, is." Emotional awareness very important, yeah. even when you can't change that emotion. Yeah. Um, so then she goes on to basically yell at Bella for making all the wrong choices because she has everything ahead of her and she's choosing the wrong thing. She's choosing to die and to cut her life short. Right. She's saying, can't you see that I'd trade everything I have to be you? You have the choice that I didn't have and you're choosing wrong. Yeah. And that's really like the core of her dislike for Bella is that... She is jealous of Bella's life ahead of her and her opportunity and pissed at her that she's not making the right choices there. She's like, I, you're, you literally have everything and you're throwing it away. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, not everybody wants the same thing. I, agree. <laughs> I get why Rosalie feels that way. I completely get it. A hundred thousand percent. She's like, we didn't, none of us had a choice in becoming what we are. We were dying and this is like a last ditch. Like we'll save you in this sort of cursed vampire life. You have a choice and you're like, why are you picking to die? And like Bella is of course like, I mean, I don't really care about like, you know, the happy children life and growing old and become a grandparent thing. But Rosalie does bring up the fact that like, what if in 10 years you change your mind? Yeah. Which is possible. Like, I know that it's often said to women who are like, I don't want kids. And they're like, oh, well, you'll change your mind in 10 years. And that, mm, mm, from the Stephanie Meyer point of view in writing this, I believe it feels like that angle where it's like, it will wait 10 years, then you'll want kids. Trust me, I know, because every woman wants to have biological children. But in the, like just rational side of my brain i'm like yeah you don't necessarily know what you want when you're a teenager that's true also yeah it it, i agree because that was something i sort of marked as well that it's like okay but not all women want kids just because she talks about how esme is able to sort of make it work with the rest of them as substitutes but she does and and she also says and alice doesn't remember anything human so it doesn't matter to her she doesn't bring up the guys 
doesn't bring up their caring about like yeah, having kids exactly um but she uh, that's the part that rubs me the wrong way because i think that is very valid of her to have these wants like she talks about uh you know she loves Emmett and she's everything he's everything that she would have asked for if she'd known herself well enough to know what to ask for yeah, but there will never be more than so them. Sweet. They'll ne- she'll yeah. never be able to sit on a porch somewhere with him gray-haired by my side surrounded by her grandchildren. This is clearly something that she wants. And yeah. that's okay. And I want. I wish that she would be able to have that. That being said, yeah. I don't like that she then projects it onto every woman around her and assumes that all women want that exact same thing because they're women. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly coming from, like, it really is, like, Stephanie yeah. Meyer's... Yeah viewpoint coming through as well because that is such a like you know she's mormon and that's such a classic thing of like well every woman eventually wants kids it's just a biological like reaction you're gonna want to have them yeah it's the sort of thing where it's like i will i'm gonna brush this aside in rosalie's perspective and be like this is just like author inserting her opinions on the way women should be (laughs) yeah uh so i won't fault rosalie for it (laughs) yeah yeah so it's both it's it's a bit of both where it's like yeah Nobody knows for sure what they want when they're a teenager. That's a little questionable to decide for the rest of your life. This is exactly who you want to be with and forever and ever and ever. But we're in the genre of romance and a, a vampire romance at that. Mm-hmm. So I suspend my disbelief at that. They're supposed to be soulmates probably. Right. So, you know, fine. She does know. Yeah. Then that just becomes a stupid argument of, well, I don't know, in 10 years, you might that, that kid are just going to come along. For many of us, it doesn't. Yep. It hasn't for me. <laughs> I don't want them. In fact, it's actually receded and shriveled into nothing. <laughs> the more I see babies, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. As someone who gets paid to, to clean up baby shit, I don't want to have to do it when I'm not getting paid. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, the other thing that, yeah, and she, like, understands the idea of soulmates, too. Because she talks yeah. about how Emmett is, like, the only thing, like, that she's that she would have wanted. Um, I yeah. also think that I have – this is what I talked about in the Discord briefly the other day, which is that – Oh, Emmett. That Emmett <laughs> is described as having dark curls and dimples. Yeah. And the fact uh-huh. that they gave Emmett a fucking – <laughs> short like a military shave buzzed head listen they're okay i think emmett in the movie is iconic and hilarious that being Such a said himbo. very funny i want him to be like that but not look like a frat guy <laughs> i know imagine the dimples and the curls oh my god i love him like i pictured this emmett and i'm like i'm in love with you you're you're perfect me too i'm like like, get me someone who looks like they would be in a Pride and Prejudice movie, but then be, being, like, a dude bro. Yeah. And, like, still, Ugh. and I think that with that um, sort of look, I think that also they would still, like, it would make more sense for, like, the ethereal otherworldliness of them. Because Emmett just fucking looks like a guy who <laughs> fell over in a pile of, like, chalk. Yeah, he does. He just looks like he just looks like a frat. He dude he ran off the football pale. field and accidentally fell over on like a gymnast court. And, and like, yeah, the gymnastics yeah. chalk and got yeah. that all over him. And he didn't bother to take it off. <laughs> and he has a lot of eggs because he wants his protein. Yeah. Uh huh. And that's my. Yeah. I think that's my. I think 
he's such an iconic character. I think that... I think we were robbed. I agree. And I'll also go into... uh, We sort of talked a lot about Rosalie and the reaction that fans had to her. Uh, I think harassing a person for not being pretty enough is never okay. No. Um, That being said, I do see their point. Yes. I think Because... And I don't want it to be like... It, but the thing is that it shouldn't be framed as a, you're not pretty enough. Yeah. I think that she is meant to be like this pinnacle of the male gaze in a woman. Right. And that is like, I'm think yeah, like she's from fucking Rochester. Like I'm thinking like New York or like Connecticut, blonde, yeah. straight hair. Yeah. Very, very thin. Yeah. Uh, giant boobas. Badonga badongas. <laughs> um, like blue Very eyes. Very low cut shirt. Push up bra. Just like total pin up girl, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, uh, and so that's the thing is that like I'm never going to be like, she's not pretty enough because I think she's gorgeous. I think she was styled incorrectly for I agree. The, like what she should have been portraying. I think she was just styled wrong. Yeah. I think because I mean I don't actually she have never really gloves? seen that actress. <laughs> Why is she wearing gloves with the salad bowl scene? I it still don't understand that. Point. But yeah, she like fits this. She just keeps. She just gets styled wrong. Yeah, all the time. I know. But it's, it's so sad because literally, like, she talks about in a later interview how like she was so ripped apart, uh, you know, over her appearance that like she ended up bleaching all her hair until her hair was fucking falling out because she like over bleached it. Okay. I did like just see a picture of her in a later twilight movie that looks a lot better. Yeah. Uh Um, I'm not going to look at pictures anymore, but I'm going to say that I see that the styling improves. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, Yes, I, I I agree that it just seems like they just totally styled her wrong. Yeah. And if they styled her a different way, she is perfect for this role. Yep. Cool. <laughs> cool. But also she's a natural brunette and I think that's gorgeous. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> which which was a lot of, that was the criticism. Like she's like, she looks like she dyed her hair blonde. So. Yeah, because they're bad. <laughs> Again, low budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, we can tell that you're not a natural blonde. So I understand that criticism. It's not for not being pretty enough. You're just, you know, which is what led to her over bleaching her hair. Right. So, ugh, sad. Big sad. Can we touch on the fact that um, she really was drawn to Emmett because he reminded her of her <laughs> um, friend's baby? <laughs> which is like really funny. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> but it also... now she's, like, in love with him sexually. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was a weird comparison. It's just so... St- <sighs> I mean, obviously strange. it was a first impression thing, which right. is what led her to go closer of, like, oh, my God, he could be, like, a grown-up version of that kid. Like, that's crazy. And then, oh, shit, he's dying. Oh, my God, I've, I've got to save him. He seems so innocent. And then, mm-hmm. oh, I think I love him. You know, like, obviously it's a progression of these things happening. But it is funny. <laughs> yeah. Bro, Emmett should have had bear spray on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's, listen, I know a lot about this stuff now. <laughs> Although, I don't know when he was turned because bear spray wasn't, like, fully used until, like, I think the 90s or something. Oh, he was turned way before that. So, Yeah. He should have had a fucking gun. IDK. 
That you was the best have, thing um, to do maybe before then. Not been attacked by a bear. Have you tried just not? Have you tried not doing that? Mm. <laughs> it's funny because I swear Edward in I think in yeah, it would have been in Twilight. He says that bears are Emmett's favorite. <laughs> oh my god, does he that's so funny. Yeah. Because mountain Constant lions are Edward's revenge. favorite and bears are Yeah, mountain lions for Edward and bears for Emmett. <laughs> that's so funny. Maybe that's why like Grizzly bears are like an endangered population. Oh my god! Because Emmett, stop. Emmett keeps killing them, and <laughs> Emmett, like no. when they go north, he keeps getting at polar bears, and now they're like gonna die because oh of god. climate change and also Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> the bear population is suffering because of you, Emmett. Stop. Yeah, try have more black bears, fewer of the rest. The black bears you can have some more of. <laughs> There's so many uh, in BC. They're everywhere. They are actually, yeah, there are a lot of black bears. Don't fuck with the grizzly bears or the polar I would, bears. I simply would never. I would I would shit my pants and then cry <laughs> and then be dead. <laughs> so true. I would carry bear spray. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I guess what we all learned here today is carry bear spray. Okay. Here's the thing is that it's like, it's expensive to buy as a one-time thing, but there is such a low chance that you will ever need to use it. And it's if a one-time you purchase. do- it is like so it's like fifty dollars, I think, or forty, fifty dollars a can. You yeah. it doesn't expire, I don't think, or it doesn't expire for like a very long time. You will probably never need to use it. And if you do, it's worth it because you're not gonna die or get mauled. I feel like that's just like you know, if you're gonna be camping a lot, just invest. If you're gonna go to a place that just you know, I know BC where my cousin lives, she's always like, Wow, there's some black bears in the woods near my house today. Just like just have it. You yeah. know? Any bear country have it. Yeah. Especially like grizzly country or bat country. <laughs> like Damn. Anyway, listen to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I'm learn some so things. much. I'm learning so much. I probably won't have really a Rosalie fun. to come rescue me from a bear attack. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's Make like my backup point. though. Yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah, you can just be like, Hey, I'm dying. Hey, any vampires? Smell my blood. I'm like dying over here. <laughs> Get me. Come bite me. I have one more comment. <laughs> one more it. comment is we get this whole conversation and Bella's like, well, thanks for like telling me your story. And she's like, thanks for listening. I'm sorry. I still don't really like you. And Bella's like, it's okay. Like, whatever. We're good. It's hilarious. So Why funny. doesn't the chapter end there? Oh, that's also what I thought. <laughs> I'm so glad we have the same opinion on this. Yeah. Because what happens is, so this is like, as I'm going through it, uh, it takes Bella a long time to fall asleep, and then when she falls asleep, she has this stupidly specific nightmare. I know. I'm over it. I'm like, this wouldn't happen the night after you, whatever. It's stupid. And I write, is this necessary? <laughs> uh, because no. I'm also in, like, the mode of, like, workshopping, because I'm yeah. doing a lot of creative writing workshops, so I, like, when I'm taking notes in this, I'll, like, I'm catching myself, like, crossing out lines that I think aren't necessary. <laughs> like, I'm like, anyway. Which is the whole rest of this chapter. Yes, and so fresh. They sh- they sh- sh- the nightmare's stupid. It should just end with her falling asleep. There is no point in having these next four pages in this chapter. We will talk about it because it's in the chapter, but it should just end here, and the next chapter should start with the next day. Yep. Okay. But she's so t- she's married to her twenty pages a chapter rule. She it's is so married to this. It's, it's so fucking bizarre. Annoying. Have you never read another book, Stephanie Meyer? That's how the <laughs> chapters work. Literally. So, yeah. She goes to school, and 
She's all poo-poo-y, miserable about it. And Alice is like, wah, you're supposed to be having fun. Edward's going to take my Porsche away. And, and I'm like, really? Really, That's Alice? That's what you really? care about? Yeah. So then um, they're going to the cafeteria at lunchtime. Mike has the audacity to ask <laughs> if she, has, she wants to hang out with him. Like, that night? What? <laughs> Why are you trying? Yeah, it's literally insane shit. Cause <laughs> she even she's like, why she's like, how is trying? What? Yeah, she's happened? like, how could he still sound hopeful? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, have you not fucking like Edward's out of town? So now you're like, now's my chance. What? <laughs> yeah, actually, every time my boyfriend goes out of town, I'm suddenly single. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like it's crazy. He crosses state lines, and I'm no longer bound. Yeah. Down. Yeah, it's like how there's the, you know, like when you enter the Quileute grounds, like the vampires yeah. can't come in. Uh-huh. When uh-huh. Edward crosses over the Washington border, uh, Bella's single. Bella is single. <laughs> Which is also why Jacob wants to hang out with her. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Jacob shows up on his motorcycle and he's like, run, Bella. And then she's like, oh, my God, he's so smart. Alice won't be able to get us in time. And then she jumps on his motorcycle and they zoom, zoom, zoom away. Yep. Why is that here? Just start the next chapter with that. Yeah, because, okay, uh, I, listen, the chapter could end with, it took me a long time to fall asleep after that, which I think is a fine way to end the chapter. Instead, it ends with, anything, I laughed back, it felt great to be free. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway. Shut the fuck up, Bella. Respectfully shut the fuck up. Actually, disrespectfully shut the fuck up. (laughs) Let me make that clear. (laughs) Yeah, there's no reason for that not to just start the new chapter. It's because every chapter has to end in a, I wonder what's going to happen next. Let's start the action scene and then continue it immediately the next page on chapter eight. Yeah, and it's bad chapter structure. It makes for bad writing. Yep. It makes, like, her feel like she needs to end things off on, like, a bow and then start the next chapter in, like, a place that is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Like I did read the sentence the first sentence of the next chapter to be right. like this is so dumb. It's like <laughs> they're going to end up it's just like being like we ended up on the beach again. Yeah. Great. Like wh- just, what was the point? <laughs> yeah. Why did you why did we go through that? It's dumb. Anyway, I in my head this is part of the next chapter. Yes. <laughs> so we'll talk about it more then. Agreed. Um heavy chapter, but really interesting. Really good chapter. Um, lots of content that's interesting to read for once. Um, yeah, actually. So, so yeah, yeah there's not as many tee-hee-ha-ha stupid jokes, but I hope you like it anyway. Yeah, it did run a little long, but I think we had a lot to talk about, so I think that's fair. I have that's a fine. renewed love for Rosalie. I don't think I ever really, like, hated her. I think I just hated the way Stephanie wrote her. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> All right um shit you know what we didn't do we didn't thank our new patrons we have four new patrons right yes we do um shout out to our new patrons shannon naomi brenna and courtney also shout out to naomi for becoming a master vampire you are supporting our podcast in amazing ways and you will be joining the ranks of our other master vampire level patrons dan Dana slash Danny and Emma. So Thank thanks you to so you much. for we love you. It. Yeah. There's like we love all of you. Yeah. There's like 23 patrons now, which feels like a lot of people. 
It's like not, but it is also a lot of people. I mean, we have a we have a whole room full of people sitting and and like listening to us. That's like I mean, bigger have, than my classroom. We have more than that though. That's just yes. how many people are, are in the Discord and the Patreon. Yeah. So we've got a whole room full of people in our Discord. Yeah, we have a lot. There's like a lot of TikTok sharing in yeah. our Discord right now, which so. feels feels right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, I don't think we've talked about it in this episode. So for the last thing I want to say, I want to say piss. And <laughs> now we can leave. <laughs> Time to go pee pee. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on our new Twitter at Unbitten Pod. And for now, the rest is still Unbitten.